Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to, officially this time, episode number 36 of this ongoing podcast series dedicated to the movies. No technical issues for this week's show, I promise you that. It's back to the uh, regular order for the love of movies, as I like to say. Apologize again for last week's technical snafu, but you know how it goes. We just have to learn to adapt, especially at this time of year where there's always uh, something going on. But uh, nevertheless, today I am happy and excited to be sharing with you my thoughts on the new Christmas movie, Violent Night, which has been described as Die Hard meets Home Alone, and frankly, I think that is a perfect description, but I'll even go a step further. Not only does it sort of master those two Christmas movies, and yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie alongside Home Alone, but in many ways it falls right into the same camp as other classical Christmas films. It's a Wonderful Life, Miracle on 34th Street, Elf even to some extent, and by that I'm meaning this is a a new time Christmas classic. So I'm very excited to share with you uh, my thoughts on this as well. And kind of uh, just uh, you know, by happenstance, because of last week's technical issues, I'm now going to make this a combo episode. So not only am I going to be sharing with you my thoughts on Violent Night, but I'm also going to be sharing with you my thoughts on another Christmas classic, and that is Home Alone, which is Seems to be on TV every time you uh, turn on a station this time of year, but it's uh, it's in good company with Violent Night, or Violent Night's in good company with it, depending on how you look at it. But two Christmas films to share uh, talk about with you today, two Christmas classics as far as I'm concerned. So we'll get that on the uh, on the agenda in just a moment. But always as uh, at this time, do a little bit of housekeeping or. Uh, to be in the theme of the season, a little tree trimming, if you will, uh, just to start off the show as always. If you have not done so, please feel free to rate and review. If you're on Apple Podcast, you can follow along and uh, offer your thoughts and opinions and reviews and whatnot. And of course, I encourage you to share this podcast series with your friends, your family, anybody who think might enjoy listening to a movie buff go on, perhaps too much at some points about his love for movies or maybe you're just having trouble sleeping and the sound of my voice might just lull you off into dreamland whatever works at this point you know this is a passion project for me but uh uh on that note i i have to just continuously say thank you to you the listeners for your support your embrace your enthusiasm your encouragement and your just your your warm response and love for the show uh as i've said time and again and i'll keep saying it this is a passion project for me. I love doing it. I will keep doing it for as long as possible, uh, or as long as my voice <laughs> holds out, I guess. But the uh, the response from from you, the listeners, and and you know, many uh, in many ways, the many great friends I have met through this this podcast. Uh, just thank you, thank you. You mean the world to me, and I appreciate uh, all of your support, and and more importantly, your friendship. And to those of you who I have not. Uh, connected with on a, on a personal level, uh, I still appreciate you and thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support of this show. It, it is really the cherry on top of, of what is otherwise a passion project. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and happy holidays. All right, so with that, taking care of the, uh, the necessary tree trimming housekeeping, if you will, let me begin by sharing with you my thoughts both on Home Alone 
and the new Christmas classic, Violent Night, starring David Harbour as jolly old St. Nick. So Home Alone, I think it's fair to say, is, is a bona fide Christmas classic. I mean, it, it, it's, it's right up there with It's a Wonderful Life. It's right up there with Elf, A Christmas Story. I mean, you name it. it it's, it's one of the greats. And obviously, uh, yeah, there's been a, a number of, of entries in the franchise since the, the original film was released. Uh, two of them, of course, with uh, Macaulay Culkin and, and much of the original cast. But uh, yeah, the series has certainly ventured off into some uh, some strange uh, territories with uh, reboots and, and semi-remakes and soft remakes and then a third entry which had nothing to do with the original cast, uh, though was uh, involved uh, by John Hughes. Uh, nevertheless, the, the original film... When you when you look back at it, and, and it's sort of amazing when you when you stop and kind of take it in, in totality, because this was again one of those films that I don't think anybody at the time really gave it much uh, thought. You know, it comes out in 1990, and you know, essentially, it, it's a it's a movie with a, with a child actor as your lead. And I mean, now I don't think anybody would think you know, twice about it, but back then, I mean, you know. That was kind of a bold uh, decision, and and again, Macaulay Culkin wasn't Macaulay Culkin then. I mean, he had been in Uncle Buck, and had been, um, you know, uh, a, a, a you know semi you know, uh, you know a fixture in, in different TV shows and, and whatnot. But he was not this household name, and so to put this this kid as essentially the the, the star and lead to carry a film was was a rather bold um, uh, decision, and of course, you know. To essentially make it a, a cartoon <laughs> come to life, because obviously the the, the big uh, the big setup in the film is is the showdown with with uh, Harry and Marv when they try to break into the house and they're subjected to all kinds of different uh, traps and pitfalls that are very reminiscent of a Looney Tune uh, cartoon or, or even the Three Stooges. Uh, so it's 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 really remarkable that this film worked because I think it could have gone off into just this wacko comedy that was over the top and, and, and childish. And and there's an argument to be made that some of the later entries fell into that trap. What I think made the first two, but in, in, in this particular case, the original film work so well was the the setup, the the the, uh, the attack on the house, all of the uh, uh, the comic incidents, if you will, uh, with Harry and Marv, that was saved until the third act. And throughout the rest of the film, you know, the first two acts really, you're seeing kind of the world through the eyes of a child and how they would respond to being left home alone. Uh, and, and what would they do? And what, would, what kind of antics would they get into? And so we, we're really seeing the world and much of the story is carried through the, uh, the point of view of Kevin. And, and that kind of sets up you know the believability and the realism, so that when we finally get to the over-the-top antics at the end of the film, there is that kind of basis in reality because we've you know we have that you know grasp on the story. So when you have you know you know Harry and Marv you know falling over each other and getting hit with paint cans, even though it's it's hilarious and it kind of you know takes you out of the, mo- the story for a moment, you buy into it all because we've been grounded into this re- this reality, and I think that's. What kind of makes the film, you know, succeed on on such a level? Because it could have just gone into slapstick and, and just over the top humor, but 
you have a lot of story and you have a lot of layers that kind of build up to the funny and silly stuff so it kind of all works in in unison together but in addition to kind of having all of the the you know the pratfalls <laughs> and the accidents saved for the third act what makes this film work and why i think it, it stands out as a christmas film is mean you know, number one and it, it certainly you know goes without saying john williams and his score again this is another one of his greats i mean from the guy who who's done all pretty much all of the great cinematic scores uh from jaws star wars indiana jones jurassic park i mean you know the guy is is a is a living legend and the fact that he was going to come in and do the score for what was essentially a, a, a small budget Christmas movie you know, really lended the film a lot of credibility. And of course, on top of that, it's a beautiful score. I mean, everything in there. I mean, the, the, the beautiful song of Somewhere in My Memory to his sort of, you know, um, you know recon- reconfigurations of classic Christmas themes. Like, it, it just all works so, so well. Well, so, I mean, you throw in, you know, the, the beautiful score of, of John Williams, you throw in sort of the, the layered nature of the story, and then, of course, on top of it all, you have a, a, a theme, you know, a Christmas theme running throughout the entire film. And, and that's another thing. You can't help but fall into Christmas in this film. Everything from the, the set design to the, you know, the way the, the walls are painted to basically a Christmas tree in every corner. I mean, the, the movie lives and breathes Christmas. And again, next time you're watching it, just sort of look shot for shot with the way the kitchen is done with red and green drapes and like red cups and red bowls. It's all very, again, stylistic. It looks great, but it's also meant to reinforce to the audience, okay, we're, this is Christmas time. Christmas is a big part of this film. So, again, hats off to, to John Hughes um, and, and, of course, Christopher Columbus, the uh, uh, director of the film and, and the whole production team for kind of having that eye to really make this whole film, you know, Christmas-centric. But even going beyond that, there is a beautiful heart, and, 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 and that's what I think makes the film so enjoyable and rewatchable is because, yes, there's, you know, this great score, and you've got all the funny antics, and, and even just sort of the, the, the observations with Kevin when he's home alone and what he does, you know, going to the grocery store or doing the laundry or, or, you know, sledding down the stairs and out into his front lawn. Like, all that stuff is great, but all that stuff would be nothing without a story. And at the center of it all, and again, I've said this on many different uh, shows, story can make or break a film. And in this particular case, the story is everything and it enhances it because put aside the antics, put aside the Christmas trappings, the real story is about a family and, and you know a mother's quest to get home to her son, and and that's the whole theme of Christmas. That's that's the beauty of Christmas. That everything is about you know coming home. Everything's about being together. The joy and, and love of, of family and friends, and that's that's right there on full display. And you see it in that film, and you feel it, and, and you just you walk away with such a huge smile on your face. And and here's a little. Uh, fun fact uh, for those of you who might be interested. Originally, the film ended uh, with uh, Kevin and his family being reunited at home, and it ends with his line saying, oh, I just hung around. So initially, the character of Marley, who is just a wonderful addition 
uh, to this film, uh, played by the uh, the late great actor Roberts uh, Blossom. Uh, just again, sort of enhances the whole idea of of coming together with family, and and that's really the whole point of Christmas, and you know, trying to put pa- the past and hard feelings behind you and forge ahead for for bright new beginnings. Well, that character wasn't initially in the film, and I think you know, as they were writing it or rewriting it. Eventually, the character was was conceived and, and developed, and really, his story runs uh, beautifully parallel to Kevin's. Where you know, Kevin starts off, you know, he's happy that he's been left him alone, and he's having all this you know great time partying and you know eating junk food and whatnot. But yet, he discovers that you know all that is all that is you know great, but it's it's not everything because he wants to be with his family, and that's all he wants for Christmas. That's what 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 makes life. Uh, you know, complete and worth living, and you have that you know parallel story with with uh, with Marley, who's had some argument with his son. It's never elaborated on the story, but he's had an argument with his son. They don't haven't spoken for years, and you know, as a, as, as it is, he's kind of become a recluse and a shut in. And there's this beautiful scene where where Kevin goes to the church, and you know, he's kind of you know feeling bad about himself and feeling upset about what's happened with his family and how he's been you know, some of the blame as well. And it's at this scene where he and Marley uh, meet and, and have this, this really beautiful discussion. And it's honestly some of the best dialogue I've ever seen on film. It really is so powerful. And here you have, you know, a you know, kid actor, Macaulay Culkin, like eight or nine years old. And, you know, he's with a seasoned actor. And they're just having such a natural conversation about, adulthood and, and, and forgiveness and the importance of Christmas and, you know, how you sometimes have to, you know, you know, put the past behind you and you have to be the bigger person. And it's and it's just, again, it's it's very simplistic in, in sort of like, it's not, you know, long speeches or these monologues. It's just a frank, open conversation between these two characters who are, who are in many ways are going through very similar situations. Again, it's, there are obviously, you know, differences, but at the core, they want to reunite with their families. And, and again, varying reasons, but that's the core thing. They want to reunite with their families. They want to be back together. In the case of Marley with his son, in the case of Kevin, his mom, and his dad, and his whole uh, rest of his family. And it's really Kevin that kind of gives him the, uh, you know, the, the push, you know, to, to, to reach out and, and you know, uh, you, know for, you know, forgive his son and, 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 you know, let his son, you know, come back into his life. And in many ways, you know, Marley kind of, you know, offers the same advice to him. Like, you know, you, you always love your family even, you know, when, when you're mad at them. And that's, that's a beautiful sentiment. And again, to, to find that in what is essentially a, a comedy Christmas movie uh, just sort of underscores how much heart and, and real emotional drama is in this film. And so, of course, when you get to the very end of the film, to, uh, to tie up my point, that whole scene where Kevin steps away for a moment and looks out the window across the street at his neighbor's house and sees Marley has in fact reunited with his fa- with his son and he's with his granddaughter and his uh, son's wife and and it's just this beautiful moment no dialogue just they both smile and wave to each other and it's again it just really is a perfect capstone of, of what the movie is all about. It's about coming home. It's about being together and that's the whole point of Christmas. That's the beauty of the holiday and you know I, I was re-watching this movie just the other uh, other night and 
like I mean, I, I was I was so choked up honestly by the end of it because yes, th- there's so much humor and you know Joe Pesci and, and Daniel Stern. I mean, th- they're I mean they're comedy gold in this film. Honestly, just their their interactions with each other, the way they play off each other, um, just the whole dynamic of Harry and Marv. I, I absolutely love, and it's it's such a phenomenal component. And of course, you know, Macaulay Culkin is is just a certified genius in this film i mean just again carrying the whole weight uh, you know for a young actor and then to just deliver it it's 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 a job well done but i, I was so just surprised again this is one of those things you can rewatch it and rewatch it and it still makes you feel all warm and happy inside and i i just had the biggest smile on my face by the end of this movie because i mean not only was i laughing and just enjoying the whole just performance of it, the whole you know crazy twist of the story, and and what Kevin does to you know fortify his house with you know the blowtorches and everything. I mean, just it, it's just so perfect. But just at the end of it, it's a it's a story about about family, and it's a story about needing and being with your loved ones. And I I, I don't know, I I never get tired of this movie. As I said, it's on TV. Seems to be. Every other night, uh, so you can't help but but run into it with the uh, twenty five days of Christmas uh, uh, on free form. But I I I can't stop and 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 not watch it. Could be you know halfway over it, and I'll I'll sit there and watch it to the end because it you know not only does it hold your attention, but it, it's just a it's a great Christmas movie, and and I'm you know continuously delighted to see it. Always ranked high on the uh, the the rankings of of Christmas movies, and you know, for a film that came out in 1990, it sort of already jumped to the head of the pack, and you know, in some cases, over uh, you know what you know, many consider to be the greats: *Miracle on 34th Street*, *White Christmas*, uh, *It's a Wonderful Life*, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, you know, certainly uh, uh, worthy of being in that pantheon uh, of great Christmas movies. So. To, uh, to sort of make a nice segue into uh, this discussion of, of, of great films that belong in the pantheon of Christmas, uh, of great Christmas movies, let me talk to you finally about Violent Night. And, and uh, again, I was upset we didn't uh, get to do this uh, for last week's show, but, you know, uh, you got you to roll with the, uh, with the punches, so to speak. And it, and it worked out because I can kind of now tie it all together with, uh, with Home Alone. But... Violet Night is the new uh, Christmas film. Uh, it's it's really an action. I don't know if I want to call it a horror film because it's it's not. You know, this is not like you know, Michael Myers or something like that. It's not that kind of horror. I mean, it's definitely a bloody films and a bloody film. And so if if you're not a fan of the uh, of kind of over the top gore or something like that, then this this may not be. Uh, your uh, your cup of tea, but um, you know, I, I to me it's it's definitely you know there's a lot of comedy in it, um, but it's it's probably best described as an action Christmas movie, and um, you know it's it's making a killing truly at the box office. I mean it, it is it it is not a silent night uh, for <laughs> for Violent Night. It is a full fledged full uh, a fully certified uh, hit. Uh, it was, I think, shot on a budget of around twenty million bucks. It's already closing in on on fifty million. So, I mean, profitability is there, but money is 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 only half the thing if you don't have a good story and a good, uh, a, you know, good uh, cast behind it. And this film, fortunately, has both. And and I will say it right now: this is a new 
Christmas classic, and and I don't know where I will I would rank it in terms of you know, my favorite greatest Christmas movies of all time. I can tell you though, it is it is right near the top, and I expect upon further rewatches, it, it may get pretty darn close. I you know, Christmas Story is still is still the, is still the creme de la creme for me, but I was so amazed at how good this film is, and. and in many ways, this is one of those ones where, like, it could go either way because you, you hear the premise: it's Die Hard meets Home Alone, or, or, or Santa, you know, in Die Hard, and and that you know, it's sort of a, a strange concept because you don't normally think of Santa Claus as a as an action hero. You, you know, this is not Bruce Willis in a Santa suit, and so you kind of have to step back and say, all right, is this like what? This could be either like a a, a a perfect Christmas present, or it could be a fruitcake. You know what I mean? It just you just don't know. And and fortunately, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a fruitcake. It and it wasn't uh, you know uh, you know a yellow snow, if you will. Um, I'm really just pushing out the Christmas metaphors today, so I hope you appreciate it. But um, nevertheless, this this was like the perfect Christmas package, and the best way I can describe it is it's Santa Claus is making a list he's kicking ass and, and he is delivering and he is delivering in more ways than one because not only is, is he saving a family and, and in turn saving saving Christmas but there's actually to go back to the Home Alone thing there's a lot of heart and there's a lot of, uh, of, of beautiful themes in this film that kind of again take it from what is an absurd concept, a concept into a uh, a full fledged uh, Christmas classic? So, getting get, going right at the top, you have David Harbor, who, without question, I, I think he is probably now my favorite on screen portrayal of Santa Claus. He is a modern day Santa, and again, outside of of you know getting the look right, which you know sometimes films can can overdo it. The guy is the living embodiment of Santa Claus, and you may not think, uh, you know, from you know from films you've seen him in, that he might, you know, w- you know, work as a Santa Claus, um, you know, and and again, you kind of have to get out your your you know, your preconceived image of, of of Santa Claus. You know, this is not Richard Attenborough from uh, the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street remake. You know, it's not his version of Santa Claus, and it's not you know Tim Allen's version. You know, uh, going uh, you know kind of you know action hero or, or you know you know nineteen uh, eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, I mean, it's a it's a different version of of Santa Claus. You know, he's kind of you know bad at his job, but a little bit, or maybe not bad at his job. But he's kind of like he's disgruntled, and he's and he's very uh, you know very worldly and and weary at the start of, of, of this film. And I think that's what makes it work because he's he's relatable. He's you know, he's believable. He's not just this, you know, guy who's walking around, ho ho ho, you know, and, and just being over the top with his, you know, his jolliness. Like he comes across as if how you might imagine meeting Santa Claus, you know. If you were to you know, he's not gonna be this cardboard cutout, you know, little gruff, little rough around the edges. Almost a an imposing figure, but beneath the snow, someone with real heart and, and a genuine person. 
and someone with with a whole lot of of, of compassion and and you know, hope, if you will. And so he 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 really delivers, and, it, and it's he was born to play this role. I, like I said, I think he is my favorite portrayal of Santa Claus on film, and there have been some great. Uh, great actors who have, who have uh, donned the red suit and, and beard, but I think he really takes the cake because he is—he's a modern-day Santa, and you know he's not just—and he's—he's world-weary. You know, he, there, there's that kind of that rough around the edges part that that kind of creates the humor for the character, but also creates the situation. So again, like it's not. Richard Attenborough Santa deciding to you know go out there and you know kick ass or you know take his cane and you know go to town so to speak like the way they have created the world for this Santa to exist you totally buy that you know he could become this like you know you know action star I guess is far the best way um, to put it but putting aside. All, all, uh, all of the, uh, the, Chris, you know, the, the Santa Claus trappings. You know, the film—it's an action film. You know, Santa's basically trying to save this, this family on, on, on Christmas Eve. And, and, you know, I won't go into into full uh, details because I, I really think you know, if, if you're a fan of these films, especially, uh, or you know, looking for a good Christmas film, this is this is the one to see because the, the effects in this film, and and I'll just say it, you know, the gore, like it, it's it's. Splatterific, like it, like it, it, it is in your face at points, but it's never to the level of a horror film. That's why I think the best way to look at it is like, think of it like it's a is a really you know, hardcore action film. But th- there's 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 humor behind it. You know what I mean? Like there's 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 not this sort of like over. It's not grisly to the point like you're like oh you know like, I can't watch this, but like. It just, I don't know, it just works within the world that they have set up. And I think, again, because it's Santa Claus, you know, who's, who's kicking ass and, 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 and bringing the season's beatings, as it, as, as it were, it, it just sort of works. And it, and it works, I think, in many ways more than it probably should. Like, as I said at the beginning, this is the film that could go, could go wrong in a lot of ways because just the concept, you know, Santa Claus being an action hero, you know, Home Alone meets Die Hard. And yet, it works because there's that earnestness to uh, David Harbour's portrayal that, you know, you get this guy who's just, you know, behind that rough exterior, you know, he just wants to get his job done. You know, he, he wants to accomplish his Christmas Eve mission, and he'll do whatever he has to in order to make that possible. So, you know, it, it, it just, it propels the story uh, you know, to such absurd legs that that it works. But putting aside all of those uh, all of those great presents, and again, this movie is, is chock full of of, of of wonderful surprises. I, I was delighted actually to see Beverly D'Angelo in the film, which was not something uh, I, I just had, did not catch that she was in it. So, and that was a great surprise, especially you know her her uh, you know relationship to. A, a, a Christmas vacation. It kind of feels like there's this nice symmetry of uh, of tying, you know, again another Christmas classic uh, I- into this. So it really it feels it feels right. And putting aside all of the you know the you know the gore and, and, and sort of you know you know Santa's you know one liners or whatnot, like the film you, do, you know doesn't pretend you know to to you know be you know something that it's that it's not, but 
it, it, yes, it's set up. It's an action film. There's definitely diehard influences, and there's Home Alone influences, certainly with with some of the uh, uh, some of the incidents, <laughs> shall we say, uh, Santa versus the goons. But beyond all that, what really separates this film apart from you know what could otherwise just be like a B movie concept? And what I mean by that is just like a a crazy premise, you know, Santa Claus, you know, meets Die Hard. What what's going on here that that elevates it into what I think is Christmas classic territory? Is again, much like Home Alone, you have a great sense of, of heart and and you know, thematic resonance that is otherwise missing from a lot of Christmas films and. I, I'm going to get on my soapbox right now. I don't mean to, you know, if you're a fan of, of the Hallmark films, that is, that is, that's your thing, and God bless you for it. Um, but I feel like those movies have kind of <sighs> sullied Christmas, you know, quote-unquote Christmas films, because there is this cookie-cutter approach. It's the same premise, the same plot, you know, every 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 film, you know. The Christmas Crumble, or the Christmas Dance, or or Winters in the in the Mountains, or, or or Christmas at the Cabin. Like I mean, you name it. It's just like it's sort of this rolodex of of situations, and it's just plunked with the Christmas setting. And this film again doesn't doesn't borrow that. Th- this is this is not going down that you know cheesy, over the top, you know, sh- shove it in your face Christmas film it really is much more akin to you know again not in terms of of, of style or or um you know story necessarily but like much more in the vein of say like elf or much more in the vein of again home alone or or miracle on 34th street or uh it's a wonderful life you know just taking you know big theme and 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 cinematic resonance and kind of Putting it all into a Christmas movie, and and what you know makes say Elf or or in this case Violent Night different from any one of the hundreds of thousands of Hallmark uh, or other you know kooky you know Christmas channels or whatnot uh, movies is that there is a lot there is a sense of heart there is a sense of of wonder and and you know dare I say magic associated with this film that that elevates it from just being a, a fun you know otherwise being movie concept into uh into a a i'll say it's a certified christmas classic and, and that is because all good christmas movies in my humble opinion deal with with themes of of wonder and and belief you know, power family love giving all of that and this film has each of those of, of those themes, uh, so, you know, sort of uh, all over the place. And and in particular, there's there's a beautiful uh, scene between uh, Santa and um, uh, the little girl, and and it's I don't know, it's just such a it's what these movies are all about. It's what makes a Christmas movie so so beautiful it's it's that you know that wonder that child innocence that 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 magic i guess is probably the better way to put it and it's it's right there on on full display like again 
the movie just could have gone, you know, full fledged wall to wall, you know, you know, Santa, you know, kicking ass, taking names. That that could have been the whole concept, and that's there, and that's a huge part of it. But at the core, it's about the power of belief, the power of of of, of family and and Christmas, and that's that's all right there. That that that's executed beautifully in this film, and it just ties all of the other trappings up into a nice package, puts a bow on it, and and it's like voila, there you go. You've got you've got a perfect Christmas movie. And I, I know I I left it again much the same way as Home Alone. I left it with a big smile on my face, happy, ready to go. Like it was a perfect way to kick off the Christmas season. And, and I've I've seen it now twice. I I maybe I hope to see it again before the holiday. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'm going to do my damnedest to, to try and get to the theater again. But I don't. It, it just it just works. And it, it again, there's humor. But there's also there's also wonder, and, and that's kind of to me the two key ingredients of 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 a Christmas of what makes a good Christmas movie. You know, you have to have your humor, which this film has. It a lot of it comes from the action and the situation, but there is that other other nature, uh, which is that other the other theme, and it it's you know the the the, the innocence of of youth. The, you know, the the joy of, of being together with family that the whole just it, it's indescribable magic that is the Christmas season and I, I don't th- this film it, it left me it, it left me ready I mean I I, I felt so you know uh, you know pumped up by Christmas spirit I, I I wanted to go you know right out, run out into the woods and chop down my own tree like you know it just it was that kind of just like oh yes like it, it, this is truly a crowd pleasing film and i i would say if you haven't seen it to go see it with an audience because i don't i mean certainly you know you know i i imagine it will play well at home but i think because of the way the scenes are in this film and because of the way it is set up it really is designed and built for that theater experience and 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 I think that also enhanced it because the theater, the crowd was was electric. I mean, they they were were enjoying this film. They were cheering. They were laughing. I mean, it just it's what you expect, uh, you know, from from you know any movie, but certainly in this uh, th- this kind of movie. And you know, I, I left thinking like at the core, that's what movies should really be about. I mean, sometimes we go down these these rabbit holes and we're trying to chase like. You know, the, the, you know, something as if it's like, okay, what is the great American movie? And, and you know, certainly there are, are films that that will fall into that category. But sometimes a movie should should be what it is. It is there to entertain. It is there to take us out of our day to day lives and put us right there in a darkened theater for two hours, where we can just watch the screen and be transported into another world. And, and, and be affected by by a story and 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 in, you know in some cases you know it, it, it doesn't go over well you know so, like I said sometimes you know we open up a box and we get a fruitcake you know what I mean it, it just it's the way it goes other times you get that something you've always wanted and that is the case with this particular movie it it, it just left me just so it, one enamored with just what movies can do because that's 
it goes back to what I think this whole year has been about. I'm getting kind of you know very reminiscent right now uh, with just a few weeks left of the year, but this has been a a freaking outstanding year for for movies in general. And I know I've said that time and again on this show, but again, just what has what has come out this year? What has been released? It it's such a wide spectrum of, of, of films and, 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 and varying genres. I mean, of course, horror has, has accelerated this year, and I'm, I'm ecstatic for that. But it's not just that. You have films like Everything Everywhere All at Once. You have films like The Black Phone, Don't Worry Darling, The Batman. Like, I mean, like, there's just so much Glass Onion. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of everything for everybody, I think. And, and again, as we end, you know, nearly wrap up the year now we get this this you know, freaking epic christmas movie like you know what i mean like david harbour's playing santa claus and it's like i mean holy shit like look look at what this year has has produced and so it i, I don't i'll get off my soapbox like you know great time uh for cinema but you know certainly in the case of of this particular film i i, I say see it i say see it as many times as possible because it, it's it, again if you're not a fan of of over the top um you know violence i i, I would say you know what i i don't think it's that bad i mean this is not this is not the end of the world because you know certainly you know there there are much uh, there are much worse uh you know <laughs> much more gruesome uh you know films uh you know uh, out there in the uh uh, in 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 the ether, so to speak, but uh, you know, never never the uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, this this particular film, I I I, know, I I was just I was blown away by it. I mean, I laughed, I I I, I cheered. You know, the action is thrilling, and of course, it, it it's a feel. You know, there, there's that feel good holiday quality, which is essential to any good. Uh, Christmas film. So I mean, it, it, it this movie filled me with that, you know, wonderful sense of uh, of Christmas cheer. And I know I, I I'm putting it right, putting out right now. This is a certified Christmas classic. This is a movie that is going to be revisited and rewatched over and over again. And I only expect its esteem will grow in the years uh, in the years to come uh, because it, it, it's 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 both funny and and it's and it's. You know, there's a lot of heart to it. It's heartfelt, and that's at the end of the day, like with with many films, key ingredients. But especially in the case of a Christmas movie, to kind of tie it all back with Home Alone, you have your humor, you have your antics, but you also have a heartfelt story, and that's right here in Violent Night. So I'm 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 loving this film. It's a it's a perfect Christmas tree for me. It's it's one of those films that I I I can't wait to actually own it on. Uh, uh, when it comes out on uh, on 4K again, this is another one I will add to my physical uh, uh, movie collection, and I can't wait to see what comes next. And and you know, spoiler alert, here we go. I, I imagine there is going to be a sequel. I mean, not only has the film done well financially, and it was made on, on a you know, relatively modest budget, but uh, they have uh, the uh, writers and, and um, uh, directors and, and producer have been have been talking about. 
other you know other avenues to explore. There's you know talks about you know what could happen with Mrs. Claus, the elves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. David Harbour has said he would love to make a whole cinematic universe <laughs> with with, uh, with his Santa Claus. I mean, I say I say bring it on, fill up that sleigh, let's get the sequel going. Uh, you know, if not for Christmas 2023, definitely for Christmas uh, 24. Uh, I will, I will certainly, uh, I will certainly be there um, with uh, with bells on. And again, to uh, to kind of tie it back to my my earlier point about the uh, uh, sort of the the, the cookie cutter <laughs> Christmas movies in, in a world of of nauseatingly. Uh, similar Christmas films be a violent night like that's the kind of Christmas movie that I think we need to see more of I certainly want to see more of because again you have the Christmas setting you have the Christmas themes you have all the trappings but then you just sort of expand and blow up the canvas it's why Home Alone works it's why films like Elf work it's why films like A Christmas Story work it's why films like Violent Night work it's again you're taking the Christmas themes, you're taking the Christmas setting, but you're expanding the canvas. I mean, who would ever have thought Santa in a, in a Die Hard-esque film would, 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 would work, but yet here we are. So anything is truly possible, and when it comes to a Christmas film, if done right, again, you can have all of the setting, all the trappings, but if you don't have that heart, if you don't have that, that lead, Case of Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone, tying it back to Violent Night, David Harbour as Santa Claus. You know, the whole thing can go to hell in a handbasket. But that, thankfully, did not happen with this particular film. And it, it's it's going to be right up there with, with the greats. So uh, for, for next year, I imagine my, my Christmas uh, collection will, will, will certainly include uh, A Christmas Story, uh, Elf, Miracle on 34th Street, and of course, Violent Night. So happy to have another entry in the great Christmas movie canon. But I think that will conclude my thoughts uh, for you today. I've probably talked your ear off enough. But any event, I am curious to know your thoughts on Violent Night. Have you seen it? What do you think? Uh, do you want to see a sequel? Also, want to know your thoughts on Home Alone as well. In addition, let me know your favorite christmas movies too and you can always reach me on twitter that is where i am most days that's phil cast movies that's my personal handle you can always follow along the show which is phil at the movies but i am much more active on my personal one so you can feel free to message or tweet at me there uh let me know your thoughts always curious to uh to know what people are thinking, especially uh, with Christmas movies, because uh, it this is a fun one because it's not you know you see some of the familiar ones, but a lot of times uh, a lot of times uh, you don't, and, and certainly I, I think from from you know, myself, I have a, a wide uh, a, a wide palette of, of, of different Christmas movies. You know, of course, ranging from A Christmas Story to Batman Returns, and now of course adding Violent Night to the uh, to the to the uh, uh, to the canon. So let me know your thoughts. Curious to hear uh, what your uh, your favorite Christmas movies are. Or maybe maybe uh, Christmas movies are not your thing. If that's that's uh, your opinion, that's okay too. You know, whatever, whatever works, uh, as I say. But uh, in any event, that is all uh, for today's show. I will be back next week, December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve. So I will have a 
kind of a special uh, holiday, another holiday-themed show uh, before the end of the year. I am planning to do my final show of 2022 as a look back on all the great films this year and a look ahead to what is coming in 2023. But uh, until then, everybody, uh, please stay well, be safe, and uh, go check out some movies, a lot of great films playing. And I will be back same time next week, and we will do this all over again.